0: Damn, I, I was already going. Well look at you. It's okay. I'll start A student I over here. Tom Sexton. Yeah. Not a not a tardy boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. the i I'm the son of tiger parents.
1: Well, I funny to think re-
0: about hillbilly tiger parents.
1: <laughs> I don't Just even know what a tiger parent is. Is it like a helicopter mom? Well, I guess wasn't it based on that
0: Amy Tan book or something like that, and I guess there was some like race science attached to it to where like certain cultures, even within like races of people are like a little more stringent in what they expect out of their children' so like for like for like black folks it would be like Nigerians for yeah. Latino folks it would be Cubans, yeah, you know. <laughs> for
2: Asian people it'd be pretty much all of them <laughs> yeah it'd be like it'd be like it'd be like yo we are not a monolith actually my mom doesn't give a shit if I do well in school so No, nah, she doesn't if, <laughs> she I would guess kick that, my ass <laughs> she, she would kick my ass like
1: I went to I went to college with um I had some really good Arab friends in college who were like first generation immigrants uh and like their parents were extremely strict on them to do well whereas my parents literally didn't even care if I went to college or not they were like yeah, he's not working on an oil rig, so I guess that's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that ma- does that mean that their parents were tiger parents? Is that the thing? That, like, th- there's more expectations on them to succeed in?
2: So, so I'm, I'm curious, then. What's the what's the opposite, then, to a tiger parent? Is it like a, a sponge parent? Not a sponge parent. I'm <laughs> thinking something soft and squishy. <laughs> like, a, like a mollusk parent?
1: What's a spider parent? Oh, that sounds actually kind of scary.
2: That sounds like Insidious. Insidious, yeah. yeah and to like, you know, eat your corpse and yeah, you lay eggs in it, you know.
1: Weave a web, lure <laughs> your yeah, yeah. children. Weave a web of lies and deceit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't totally even like feel that. it, and yet
0: three days later you become necrotic. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, man.
0: man. And just like the capitalist system we live under.
2: Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I guess you
0: could be an octopus parent, you know. <laughs> weirdly alien and out of <laughs> really this world, <laughs> world. uh uh-huh.
1: what's that uh, shrimp what's the shrimp that lives in like the south pacific that it's tiger like, shrimp is it the tiger shrimp <laughs> tiger prawn why is everything a tiger well
0: they yes. demand more out of their kids than your standard shrimp
1: okay. so you could be a tiger can you be a tiger shrimp mom you could be, you could be a tiger shrimp bob why not isn't that the shrimp that like it shoot like it, it um, can grab things faster than like a bullet shoots out? You know what I'm saying? It, it like and it has extremely like its eyes ha- can see like twenty thousand different colors on the spectrum.
0: Oh, you're talking about something that lives deep down in the trench. I don't think that's a tiger prawn. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I talking think about that's something. Else.
2: Rib shit.
0: Yeah, 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 Specific. <laughs> I was like, God damn, I don't know if any shrimp that's that's high achievement for a crustacean. <laughs> you just kinda go through the world either being gross or delicious, or kind of both. <laughs>
2: Well, see, if you're a tiger shrimp mom, that's what you want for your kid, you know, for your spawn, you know. To be gross or, or delicious. Yeah, to be gross or delicious. hopefully not delicious.
0: My parents only lived about nine minutes, all right? <laughs> I'm I'm going to be gone any day now. I want better for you. I want to see you live like several days, you know?
2: <laughs> Back in my day, we only lived for like half a week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Son, I'm we, not always going to be here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you walk like 20,000 leagues to school and die halfway. <laughs> <laughs> God damn.
1: No, welcome to the first episode of the year. This is the this is the first episode, both pre free and premium. Um, we are recording live in 2024, the first week of the year, and uh, you know, right at the gate, the last
2: is- week of. Forever.
1: La- forever the last week the last year forever the l- <laughs> <laughs> you, you think that you really think that nah. you think
2: no no nah, is- nah, every every year we we i feel like um especially when i was a kid i felt like uh we were i guess as i gotten older we're inching more towards apocalypse but uh i don't know man i guess the world's felt like it's ended uh numerous times for other people's civilizations so nah it's just gonna be another year you know
1: Good and bad. I've wondered that, because for several years, everybody's been saying, like, yeah, we're entering towards apocalypse. Um, I mean, I did see something that was very concerning the other day. The Great Lakes typically have an ice coverage of 55% during the winter months, causing at least half of their surfaces to freeze. As of yesterday, they had a combined ice cover of just 0.2%. Yeah, damn. <laughs> so,
0: no, I thought you were going to hit me with like ten percent. I was like, oh, no, that's not a good trend. No, no that's that's
2: alarming, dude. So if you, yeah. I guess if you like outdoor uh, hockey, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you're uh, playing hockey on you know, the uh, the Great Lakes, uh,
1: it's all field hockey now. It's all field hockey. now.
2: you know, if
0: you want a good sort of proxy, for or surrogate rather, for like how poorly things are going. Follow the map of where uh, in Fuleri uh, brain-eating amoebas are, are doing their shit. <laughs> they used to just operate in Louisiana and Texas, the Gulf Coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now they're popping up in Minnesota, Colorado, <laughs> yeah, big cities, Manitoba. Cities.
2: <laughs> you, you know what else is a good barometer, too, for... Um... You know, not to, I mean, we're already getting into the doomerism, but I mean, this is just, I saw this, this, uh, <laughs> with this. uh I mean, yo, we're just called balls and strikes. That's what you always say, Tom. But I saw that there have been 14 species of bird. I saw that. that. Um, yeah, that have went extinct in Hawaii in 2023, which, I mean, I'm not even getting into it, man, but just thinking about, you know, settler colonialism and climate change and populations that are going to be most adversely affected, and seeing those fourteen, I think, species of bird in Hawaii, I mean, it just kind of it kind of just uh, uh, draws the, the circle, you know, draws it home, you know what I mean, in yeah. a very depressing, bleak way. You know,
1: I think that's actually a good point, and I think that like if we're talking about the start of a new year, the start of um, establishing some themes and concepts and trends and patterns up front that we'll probably see play out over the year and over this decade obviously you usually need a few years at the beginning of every decade to understand like what the decade is going to look like but like you need to let it cook a little bit you summer. need to let it cook yeah, That's true right. that's true it it definitely seems that um or it's not this is probably our our point that's already been made many times by theorists and historians much smarter than than i but exactly what you just said aaron the climate catastrophe is basically a settler colonial project because like as we're as we're seeing like settler colonialism is like a completely totalizing system it's like you know you have to obviously like there's the uh, there's the physical expulsion of people but then there's also like the cultural elimination of them and then included in that is their approach to the environment and stewardship and the connection to the land. And because like that's a thing that is cultural at the end of the day, like there is no such thing as like wilderness. There's no such thing as like untouched lands. Like we, we interact with the environment all the time. Uh, So it would make sense that the, you know, elimination of all, all these other species is also a part of that project as well and yes that's a part of capitalism it's a part of like modernity but you know it's just it's i don't know it's just like one of those things that like i guess i've we call it doomerism but maybe i've kind of like naturalized it at this point just like which is a really scary depressing Uh. thing that like the environment is uh the natural world quote unquote it has reached a sort of like tipping point beyond which we're not even going to do anything about. Yeah, a point um, of
2: no return. You know, it, I'm reminded of um Alexand- Alexander Alexander Um, He I shared this article with you guys um, in the group chat. He talks about the connection between um, um, Israel and um, contra movements and right wing governments, Latin America, and at the end of the article. Um, he, there is this Palestinian doctor, I believe, who goes to, visits the border where Elbit Systems has their surveillance towers, right? Um, and he says that he compares climate change. When you're talking about Terrence, like we were talking about settler colonialism being totalitizing, but I'm thinking of climate change as well, right? In as a sort of negative feedback loop, also being totalitizing, and he calls climate change the global Nakba, you know, mm. um, which I thought was really depressingly poignant because i don't know man i think about like you know i've thought of climate change as sort of a great equalizer you know in the similar sense where i mean it doesn't really matter if you have like a bunker a couple miles underground you know what i mean or if you think you're gonna go to 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 go to space that's not gonna fucking happen but at the same time though there are gonna be populations and communities that are obviously gonna uh be more negatively impacted because historically that's been the case
1: you know yeah yeah it, it, it's it's something that like again just like we're establishing it up front establishing it at the beginning of this year but obviously it's, it's something i've been thinking about a lot not just because not just because I've been watching Yellowstone and, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've really been thinking about our connection to, to to nature and the erosion of the commons a lot lately, vis-a-vis the worldview of John Dutton.
1: Well, a great
2: documentary known as Yellowstone.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's just the thing that, like, I've been kind of re-interrogating. Because, like, you know, grew up in New Mexico, which is... Uh, I don't know how to put it. It's less of a completed settler project than say New York mm-hmm. like there are still reservations in New Mexico I mean there is there is a reservation in, in western New York uh, around Buffalo and and I'm pretty sure there are others too but like quantitatively in terms of like land and population New Mexico is still very much a uh, it, it is not a com- like what you know settler colonialists would say like a completed or ethnically cleansed Area, um, but I guess what I'm saying is that like having grown up with a lot of these myths and realities, it's like I'm kind of like in this moment where I've been sort of like reinterrogating a lot of the mythologies of the West and the frontier, and like of settlers in general. And it's just you know it just comes at this moment where you've got this large settler colonial p- project, uh, you know, being played out globally. Uh, worldwide, like not not just in like Israel and Palestine, but also as Avinia, as our buddy Alexander Avinia said, like globally. Because like something that's been in the news the past few weeks is like this crisis at the border, mm-hmm. and I read a New York Times article about it a few days ago, and I was actually astonished because I don't think the entire article mentioned climate change once
0: they never do man also you can tell it's an election year when you start hearing crisis at the border
2: (laughs) Yo, that's so that's so true nothing says nothing says election year like most important election of our lifetime and crisis at the border you know what it's so it's i've said this before but it's like you know it's like this country constantly has to be reborn in the blood and the sufferation of the oppressed and now it's like Oh, we have to all rally together to save our democracy from the hordes at the
1: border. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's so from the like-
0: masses beating at the door. <laughs> it's yeah. so
2: libidinal,
0: yo. It's disgusting, man. Oh, my God. I hate it. I hate I, this goddamn place.
1: No, it's like I saw a story like 60 House Republicans, are, you know, led by Mike Johnson are going down to the border this week or to next week do
2: what wear fucking uh wear fucking Stenson hats backwards and shit like elon musk yeah no i mean <laughs> like <laughs> the seriously out, comms,
1: sheriffs i mean that's that's the thing it's like in america right it's like we have this global spectacle playing out with like israel and palestine especially what's going on in gaza um but it's like it it is just replayed in america you just don't really see it magnified as much um and but like the dynamics are very similar because like let's face it like america like the west like that area for example i grew up in new mexico new mexico is like one of the few states that has passed you know quote-unquote hands um other you know as compared to like a state like new york for for example it's like first you know obviously it was the land of the indigenous um you know the pueblo people dene and everything then it was new spain then it was mexico and then it was the united states Mm -hmm. but it's like obviously that that entire process is a settler colonial process and it's still ongoing and it's still in motion but you're right like it gets buried and pushed to the sides except when it's an election year and then all of a sudden it's a crisis again and I mean, a big and again, the, the, what I was astonished reading that New York Times article is just that, like there was not any real mention of the climate aspect of this, that like climate change is, is affecting like agricultural practices, probably in southern Mexico, Central America, South America. And instead, it was all about like the cartels, yeah. which I mean, granted, probably does have some part in the quote unquote refugee crisis at the border but like let's not kid ourselves like this is a fucking climate change issue at at the very base of it um anyways not sure exactly where i was going with that other than to say that like i don't know it's like it's a global year man it's like you know 2024 like this is the thing like the very first things we see in this year like right like israel bombs a A neighborhood in Beirut just to kill one guy. Yeah. As you were saying, Aaron, before we started recording, like all the news reports you saw about that called it a Hezbollah run neighborhood dude
2: like, that's, that's like this is fucking <clears throat> Why do these motherfuckers
0: do like <laughs> dude, listen this is shit's gonna drive me insane well they go to, this is a mafia ran neighborhood <laughs> this is a this is the cornbread mafia ran neighborhood <laughs> so I'm gonna bomb uh, hazard Kentucky to... <laughs> mm-hmm. like,
1: how do these guys get off like seriously everything is it, you're right what you the point you were trying to make I want to put words in your mouth there and I'll let <laughs> you flesh this out but I if I'm if i understood you correctly the point you're getting at is like everything has been like de and then re-territorialized in the sense that like people aren't autonomous anymore everything is now like been cordoned off into various like feudal areas that like because of your ethnicity you ergo axiomatically belong to whatever bad guy is in that area
2: exactly exactly yo dude that's exactly what it is and you know you know what that's um i remember when i took political science right for whatever that's worth whatever that fucking voodoo shit is worth right like i took political science and i remember that my professor said that uh uh, the way to look at countries right is to not associate right a country or a leader with an entire people right that's something that the united states con- consistently under kind of this liberal bourgeois or liberal international relations or liberal order right this is constantly what america says right but at the same time you know it's like it's like that um that woman who the po- there was a post article right who um this woman who had spoke about why she was not raped the only reason why she was not raped by hamas right right and dude yo like out of everything that she said the one thing that was just completely swept over was when she was asked or commented on what she thinks should happen to the children of gaza and she said they deserve what they get right as in tying and associating them with Hamas. so it's just like I mean I don't know man I feel you like you know what I, what I, what
0: I really mm-hmm. want to do I'm just going to speak do. frankly for a second I mm-hmm. want to round up all those fuckers that say shit like that and play a game of fucking manhunt with them somewhere in fucking West Virginia and see how they fucking like it seriously just fucking terrorize these motherfuckers and peck them off from someplace they don't even fucking see it coming swear to god I'm sick of these fuckers
2: God damn Just it. go out there dressed in camo. All right, run. <laughs> you get, like, five minutes.
0: That's oh, the most fucking sucker shit uh, in the world, man. It's, it's just the fuck. Like, how you can say that about fucking children?
2: Well, dude, I mean, what I think it is, too, is that, you know, tying it back into the climate crisis, right? And the fact that I think that that will be used as a pretext right for the complete like elimination extermination of populations right you know what i mean and it'll be done in such a way where it'll be passing the buck off to something that the same reason this is the same kind of um the same inciting force that 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 disallows them to even mention climate change right you know what i mean it's like this absolve it's this absolvement of responsibility you know or at least like At least acknowledging, I mean, I hate to say science, but everybody fucking loves to talk about, like, when Biden got elected, oh, we're going to bring back science, you know? We're not going to ignore the science. And it's like, dude, that's exactly what you're fucking doing, yo. Especially what, by propping up this fucking country that's using mythological fucking religion from 6,000 years ago, right? (laughs) (laughs) To, to, To fucking justify
1: genocide, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, man.
2: Crazy making is, is the theme it, of this year, I feel. It's, you know. Yeah,
1: it's not going to hold. Like, no. you're right. There's too many things packed into one tiny vessel. It's like, on the, you're right, Aaron. The, the same people telling us that we are in a climate crisis, which I do believe just as a uh, someone who spends a lot of time outside and has noticed a lot of trends and, and has read a lot has a lot as of biology who is
2: friends. alive and has sweat glands <laughs> and lived in the summer of 2023 you know? it's
1: like the as same
0: shit pe- more or less works
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the same people telling us that and 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 we've pointed this out on the show before But the same people telling us that, like, in this house we believe in science are also the ones backing to the hilt the genocidal ethnostate that claims sovereignty over land from a deed written by God. I'm not even making that up. Very
0: much pseudoscientific. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we did, like, one of our earlier episodes was called the March for Pseudoscience.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I
0: mean? And, like, this is kind of what this is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what do you call it? What's what's the his, historical analog for pseudoscience like? Fordology? I guess hagiography to some degree, although it's not a one to one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But oh, like, you
3: mean
1: like um like alchemy and stuff? Like, Pseudo
0: history, like you know, like what the like like I guess an example in the field would be like Ken Ham at the Creation Museum. Okay. Like, okay. what do you call that? Like, this is what we're. This is what's happening here. Like, basically, you got a bunch of fucking Ken Hams <laughs> with a. Uh, very tenuous thousands-year-old claim land deed Uh uh-huh. like lording uh, over us and like doing extrajudicial killings with impunity.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Like seriously, I want to take every Mossad and drop them in the middle of the fucking Taze Valley or something in West Virginia and just pick them off. Every- like let's see what you can do <laughs> in the mountains you fucking pussy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy to do this shit out here when you got well, all like, these advantages. Let's see what you got to do when you got to get out here in the trenches cocksucker. Okay. <laughs>
1: well and i think that like this basic dynamic is kind of the thing that might wind up unraveling the libs like i don't know man like granted four weeks ago we were saying the liberal like the Dems are cooked in 2024 like they're cooked at the election i mean again it's too far out to even know however this inability to contain some of these, it's you can't even call them contradictions because they're openly acknowledged. It's not like they are mystified and pushed to the side. Like when John Kirby gets out there and says that South Africa's case against Israel <laughs> at The Hague is completely meritless, and like, South
3: Africa's filed this 84-page lawsuit against Israel, accusing them of genocide. Israel says that this is blood libel. Does Washington agree? And where does this put Washington and Pretoria We find this submission meritless, counterproductive, and uh, completely without any basis in fact whatsoever.
2: Dude, that was unreal. Yo, I mean, I am not to cut you off, Terrence, but I just wonder, and I know this is a moot point. We've said this before, and I mean, I don't want to even pathologize these people because they're all fucking psychotic but like i mean like could you imagine like i mean did it somebody tweeted that like reagan had said i think reagan at the time had said that any uh sanctions against south africa right by the united nations was counterproductive and was using the same sort of language that, <laughs> oh so it's just God. like yo when these people when these people are shriveled up and dying right you know what i mean and it's just like Will any of them see, like, not even justice, like, in a court of law, like, take them to the Hague? I'm just saying, like, I don't even know, man. It, it just, it's just maddening. It's sure, maddening, a, dude. Sure a sign you're fucking up is when
0: South Africa's trying to get you tried in a court of law.
3: <laughs> Literally, dude.
2: <laughs>
0: like, that's how you know you're, you're, that's like, just, like, you know...
2: A former genocide factory, bro. That's three <laughs>
0: like, feet away from <laughs> Rhodesia, taking you in and trying to get you tried for war crimes. You know what I mean? Oh, it's
1: like, God, and
3: th-
1: I mean, I guess the thing there is that, like, you know, obviously what John Kirby said was merit— He said that their 84-page lawsuit accusing Israel of genocide was meritless, counterproductive, and completely without any basis in fact whatsoever. It's like— at the same time, you see, what was that woman's name? She's in, an Israeli MK, Tali Gottlieb, said, Without hunger and thirst among the Gazan population, we will not be able to recruit collaborators. We will not be able to recruit intelligence. We will not be able to bribe people with food, drink, medicine in order to obtain intelligence. And we know that finding the abductees is a supreme and super important goal. And, uh, th- basically, what she was just saying was that, like, yes, starvation. Famine, which, by the way, the, I, don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all read that Isaac Chotiner interview in the New in the New Yorker about the famine in Gaza. But man, that's it, it insane, was insane, like, man, dude. It was incredible. Did you see, I that's mean,
0: basically saying that eighty five percent of the highest category of famine victims in the world are
1: are Palestinians. Right. Exactly. That's I mean, insane. you've got them saying this openly. To the extent that, like, I read this article in The Guardian about the South African case against Israel, and, like, they quoted several people in, like, former Israeli members of government who were by no means liberal. Like, even they were saying, like, yo, we've got to tone down the open calls for ethnic cleansing and genocide. Like, this is not... We should, like, this is this is not something... We're like, speaking the quiet part loud. Yeah, like, you know? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, even former officials of Israel is go- going out there and, and saying, like, yo, this case does have merit because every two days... Because <laughs> we did it. We did that shit. <laughs> yeah, because every two days, someone comes out and says, like, all right, we're going to do ethnic cleansing. Matthew fucking Miller, like, the State Department spokesman, like, what was his thing? He was like, we... uh. We we con we condemn Itamir Ben Gavir's like statements about ethnic cleansing, and then like 32 minutes later, <laughs> Ben Gavir gets out there and says like, "We really appreciate, super appreciate your help, United States, but we're gonna keep doing the ethnic cleansing." Dude, just
2: saying, fuck you, just dude. Fuck I mean, you. just getting yanked around by a genocidal state with nuclear weapons, and I mean, like providing cover every time. That Israel does something, right, and the United States and media outlets provide cover, and then immediately, as you're saying, Terrence, somebody comes out and says, yeah, we should nuke Gaza. I mean, it's just like those, as you said, they're not even contradictions. I mean, at this point, they're known truths, right? Right. And they're just, like, bursting at the seams, right? Just snarling, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's just like, they can't, I mean, you cannot contain that for too long man you can't i mean it's just like trying to like i don't know like contain a bag of ferrets or something <laughs> shit like that you know what i mean like it's just gonna claw out and fuck your face up man you know what i mean
1: yeah i think that the thing oh, is God, is like damn. like israel apparently is very you know spooked by this case at the hague like they have opted to defend themselves which they <laughs> and who do you call when <laughs> you're gonna defend and they might get their <laughs> There's only one name,
0: one trusted name when you need to get off the hook. And I'll tell you this Johnny Cochran's gone on.
1: <laughs> brother, brother, with heroes like that, they cannot lose. <laughs> they
0: only Man, leaves that's
1: a weird that's another weird thing from this week. I didn't complete my thought earlier, but I'll bring it it's... back around, I promise. But like another weird thing from this week is the Epstein list. Um and it's it's very interesting, right? Because like Oh, it is interesting, brother. <laughs> oh, it is. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> As someone pointed out to us a few months ago, I totally spaced this. But did you guys know that Anthony Blinken's father was the last person to see Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's father, alive? I did not know that. Yeah. there there's a connection there. Like, there is a, a lineal connection there. He was the one that
0: pushed him off the Lady Ghislaine. Maybe. (laughs) Into his watery grave. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like, I guess guess where I was going, the point I was going to make just a second ago is that, like, you've got all these different things that openly contradict each other. Like, we believe in science. We believe in 2,000-year-old land deeds granted by God. We believe... That, in protecting children. Yeah, we believe Israel has a right to defend itself by genocide, and we believe Israel is not doing genocide. We believe that uh, uh, we don't want a wider war in the Middle East, and yet we believe we've got to bomb Iraq, which I don't know if you saw that this morning. The, the United States, like, bombed Iraq to kill some, like... What? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like what the fuck? Like, this is, like, this happened... In three days, within three days, you get Israel bombing Beirut. You get mysterious explosions at a march in Iran uh, to commemorate the death of Qasem Soleimani. And then on the third day, you get United States bombing Iraq and killing multiple people, by the way, and pissing off the Iraqi like, parliament and president. Uh, let me just say
0: something, too. And what we have to look forward to is the guy... Currently in there aiding and abetting one of those nations, and the other guy who nuked the guy
3: on a yeah. whim.
0: <laughs> yes, and those are the two guys jockeying to to lead us going forward.
2: Uh-huh. Yo, dude, I mean, like, it, it's kind of what you said, Tob. Like, going in every uh, election year, right? Like, um, um, you know this uh, this fear fears about uh migration, right? But like, I'll, th- like I feel like there's a similar dynamic, man. Like this also, like, kind of um. Almost like, almost inaugural ceremony of bombing the shit out of a country at the beginning of the new year, man. Yeah, dude. That is
3: true. Yeah.
2: Soleimani got nuked in twenty 2020. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude, like the first week of the new year, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. And dude, I'm pretty sure that we're always bombing countries, but it just feels like, like... I mean, I don't know. I'm just talking shit now, but it's like we're setting the tone and the agenda, right? Right. For the year.
0: You know what I mean? God, that's it. That, I didn't even think about that, man. That is like, it's like at the start of every election year, well, there's an October surprise at the end, right before the election. And every January, there's like a war crime.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and oh. and crisis at the border kids in cages right, right and then right. you can't talk about it ever again after the election yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. oh my god I I, I I don't know i mean obviously several different things are going on here like geopolitically i find it very very concerning that it seems to me and this is total armchair conjecture but it seems to me that israel has desi- decided that world war is in its interest and mm. I was talking to somebody about this recently. Hell of recently. a <laughs> Do what? That's a hell of a gamble. <laughs> well, and, it's, and, and the thing is, is like, why, right? The question is why. And I think that for me, anyways, my diagnosis of that all goes back to September, right? Like the talks between Saudi Arabia and Israel, like these normalization talks, like, the forging of a new Middle East, one that did not include the Palestinians. And the way that I see it, like, Israel basically has decided that to consolidate all its settlements and shore up its its land, its labor systems, its, uh, its political economy, it has to be in full control of... Everything that goes on in the West Bank, perhaps even George, Jordan, after a certain point, um, and in Gaza. And the only way that's going to happen is through some sort of, like, baptism by fire. Um, and by that, I mean, like, a war, right? Like, and, and and they know that the United States will back them fully to the hilt in whatever happens.
2: I mean, this is almost a test run to see how much the United States is willing to go, right? To right. To back them, you know?
1: Well, that's and that's the thing like this calls into, because like I guess if if there's any themes that we will probably see over the course of this year, and again, I may come back to this and say like that was extremely naive and blinkered. But it seems to me that this will be the year that the crisis of liberalism becomes so acute and pronounced that it starts collapsing in on itself. And the signal event that I think is, Probably a good case study, or, or a test on, on that thesis, is the resignation of the Harvard president,
3: Claudine, Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay resigned today, weeks after her controversial testimony before Congress about anti-Semitism. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be depending on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes.
1: Like that to me, is a very fascinating, uh, a very fascinating phenomenon, right? Because so so can you?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I I like I told you at the beginning, Terrence, that I've kind of been uh, kind of out of the loop. So can you can you fill me in? I've been a real tardy boy with this one. What's what's why why did she resign? What happened? I heard something
1: about plagiarism. So this all started when the when congress (laughs) dragged out like three of the heads of the major universities for like a show trial like a month ago and made them to made them publicly answer like why they did not uh condemn hamas and why they allowed (laughs) for pro-palestinian protests on their campuses and this kind of stuff right Hmm. um out of that you saw the resignation of the president of UPenn. uh but then there was all this speculation like will any of the other presidents resign for example gay at harvard um and it looked for a little while like she was probably that she might be able to hold on to her position but then in the last like week or so christopher rufo Ooh. um old uh friend of the show
2: talk about a guy who needs to get his head beaten in with a sledgehammer
0: Yeah. talk about um, a man that will draw his last breath with my hands around his throat at some point now, I'm not saying it's going to be today or tomorrow but that son of a bitch better hope I never get a position where I got nothing to lose I'll go ahead and tell you that
1: um he he I mean and this is the thing this is the thing about Rufo uh he basically laid out his entire agenda because like he does that because he thinks he's like a Marvel book, like a Marvel movie villain. He's like, and this is my yes. whole evil plan.
2: Exactly. And this you is- know what? I did it 25 minutes ago. Fucking Ozzyman. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well,
3: motherfucker.
1: I, I, he's like, You're right. like, I've already done it. It's too late to do anything now. Don't you wish you were as smart and brilliant as me?
0: That's a man that's a man whose whose spirit is the inside out skin suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like his inner man is is inside out <laughs> It ain't yeah. the outer shell, even. <laughs> you
2: know? I also just want to add to you, like he's the, he's the one that tells the libs this is my master plan, and they're like, "Oh, we weren't going to do anything about it anyway. Don't this, okay. worry." Right, right, right,
3: <laughs>
1: this yeah. was my point. That's exactly right, Aaron. This was my point. If you think it's bad enough that this fucking moron just goes out there and he's like this cringe moron just goes out there it's like my whole evil plan is all good this is the method to my madness i literally saw him use the phrase method to this is the method to my madness like it's bad enough that he goes out there and he's like i'm so smart and brilliant here's the thing about this guy i used to look at that shit and i used to be like man like uh you know cuz this was the conventional wisdom after the 2022 midterms like Oh, the the GOP took the Rufo bait and they fucked themselves because they went with the Rufo playbook. The way I see him now, it's like, yes, he is a fucking moron and an, and completely like high on his own supply and self-aggrandizing and again like comic book villain. What's even more depressing and sad than that? is that there are a group of people who actually fall for it and actually have to fucking play the foil to him, and those are the liberals. Charlie Brown football-ass <laughs> motherfuckers. <yo>. <laughs>
0: Here's <laughs> the only thing. If you just refuse to play, this guy is back to nowhere is real irrelevance.
2: Exactly. It's like, where the fuck does it run?
0: even come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like he, he gets his power from... Like people
1: paying attention to him. That's exactly, exactly. right, Tom. We, exactly. we correctly diagnosed him from day one. He gets his entire power from his ability to provoke and get a rise out of you. Like he is completely powerless at the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, granted, he can marshal all these right wing forces that are more and more as the election approaches looking like they're going to probably try to steal the election again um however like he's not an evil genius he's not a master manipulator like his, his the the extent of his manipulation requires that you also be manipulated and play ball with it if you and don't yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, right, exactly right, exactly. right. which is far
0: easier to do when you're basically uh living rent free in the dumbest people alive's head you know <laughs> and
1: like and the thing is is that Harvard completely capitulated to it so what Rufo said he was gonna do and what he did was he raised a big fuss over Claudine Gay's scholarly record and the fact that apparently she had plagiarized I saw the instances of plagiarism it's not really my place I'm not a judge of plagiarism a lot of what I see is just like people reciting the same boring ass fucking like lines and statements that like I guess to me plagiarism is more like in stealing someone's like critique or framework or yeah. or insight rather than like their exact words but yes that is also plagiarism sure but, sure I mean uh regardless the whole thing was ginned up into this moral panic that then you had Harvard funders exactly like in the UPIN case like Bill Ackman step, stepping in and being like, "I'm not gonna give you 11 million dollars a month now," and Harvard basically <laughs> saying like, "Oh no, okay, all right, we'll get rid of her. we'll get rid of her. She's got to go," and so that's what happens. And there's just something I wanted to like point out about this. You know, I think that like, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to put him on. Uh, put him under the spotlight because he's a friend of mine. I hope he doesn't mind that I'm using. I'm. Um, I am plagiarizing his. Uh, his excellent thoughts um but gabe why not was talking about like i thought he made a really good point which is that like first of all like for there to be like any kind of popular front against these fascists against like rufo and against trump and everything th- like people forget that in the 1930s and 40s for there to be a popular front the libs had to also make concessions yeah that is not happening anymore yeah. what you're seeing now is that all? These institutions that could marshal the for- like the social forces for their defense are not doing that. They are instead going to capitulate at every step of the way to the right wing, it's rather the- than marshaling the student unions, mm-hmm. the stud- uh the grad unions, the uh, the you know faculty unions. All this
2: student they- groups of color as well. Yeah. Because yo, make no mistake, I'm not like you know, I'm not um I'm not necessarily a fan of any president of an elite yeah. Ivy League school. But make no mistake, man, this is also Rufo's plan to attack any person of color, any woman, any marginalized person in these positions of power or authority, right? No yeah. matter how nominal they are, right? And again, these are institutions, like you're saying, Terrence, that these are liberal institutions, right? <clears throat> that, that, that sort of um, um, well, prioritize ostensibly, right? Right? Um, diversity, and all of these other things but an identity and all these other things but like when it comes to actually like protecting their staff or students or anything like that well because i guess that goes to show you then that they're also not in control right you know they're not really in control of these decisions at all right
1: the, the funders are in control yeah right? the yeah. funders
2: are in control exactly
1: right i mean and this this is the thing like it's i, I guess it's like a perfect microcosm of all of those Call them contradictions if you want, or call them hypocrisies if you want. But all of those things that can't coexist, they can't sit comfortably side by side together anymore, starting to become unraveled once they are prodded and pushed a little bit by the right wing. And uh, like, there's several different interpretations you can make of that. You could say, like, oh, this is all just a media spectacle. If you just ignore the right wing and if you ignore Rufo, he will go away. Part of me does think that, right? Like we were just saying. I do think that. However, at the same point, at the same at the same time, the liberals have conceded so much to him and so much to the right wing that by this point he himself has become come an institutional force in the trend of American politics that I don't even know if you can ignore it anymore because it's become naturalized. This pro- this pattern, this dynamic has become naturalized. I mean, granted, you saw the beginnings of it thirty years ago when Clinton signed welfare reform, and yeah. once they caved on all these concessions to the right on foreign policy, on uh, yeah, the social wo- social. I was thinking net. about I was thinking about
0: Clinton today in the context of like some friends and I were talking about the, Sc- the Scots Irish and how that like. They didn't really ascend the high heights in the arts necessarily. Music, I guess, to, to some degree. <laughs> but, like, in politics, they've done astonishingly well. You know what mm. I mean? And it's kind of driven by, like, almost like the hillbilly version of, like, uh, Scott Fitzgerald's, like, sort of class anxieties about trying to keep up with the Joneses of, like, the Tony, like, sort of Ivy League crowd. It just Ooh. permeates itself in his work. And like how Bill Clinton essentially sold his people down the river because of that class anxiety. You I mean, know, the, I...
1: the wasps needed a foil. Like they yeah. needed they needed an ethnic white identity to like project themselves up against. And and furthermore, they needed the Scot the Scots Irish who were basically their settlers, yeah, to then to then adopt their own policies and been basically, you know. That's why like the what like 60 70 years ago the wasps were the ones hanging out with the epstein types Mm -hmm. now you've got clinton Clinton hanging out with the epstein types
2: Yeah, yeah yeah you know you know what it is too i think even just you know generally speaking about liberalism it's like whenever you adopt their framing when i say they're the right whenever the liberal liberals adopt the rights framing you've already lost you know you've already allowed this like miasma of their worldview to like kind of like you said naturalize right sort of like, I don't want to use the word discourse, but it's political discourse, right? And I guess the whole political spectrum in itself, and it narrows that aperture of political op- possibility, you know what I mean? When yeah. you don't beat back, when you don't push back and marshal the forces that you have. But, I mean, again, then again, man, like, if part of that marshalling the forces is like the, the left, right? Whether, I don't know, it's weirdos like us, or whether it's like, you know, progressives, and... They obviously we're seeing this with, with um with Israel and, and Palestine. They obviously don't give a shit about us, right? They're willing to throw us under the bus, right? And call us Hamas supporters and terrorists, you know, and anti Semites, right? If it means that they fucking lose an election, even if it means they lose an election, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you guys read Claudine Gay's op ed after she got fired?
2: Nah, man. I don't even want to goddamn yo. Dude,
1: it was Pretty fucking. She'd be like, I'm
2: sorry for for not cracking down on students protesting against genocide.
1: Literally exactly what she said, Aaron. She said, oh, um She said, Yes, I made mistakes. In my initial response to the atrocities of October seventh, I should have stated more forcefully what all people of good conscience know. Hamas is a terrorist organization that seeks to eradicate the Jewish state. And she's congressional- running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give her like two years. She's running. She's running. And at a congressional dude. hearing last month, I fell into a well laid trap. I neglected to clearly articulate that calls for the genocide of Jewish people are abhorrent. You did fall into a trap. You're doing it the You're in the trap. <laughs> You're in the trap. Not st- the one you think, sister. Yeah, you've not escaped the trap. You're
2: still obviously <laughs> in it. You're in the panopticon <laughs> right now. They're
1: looking at you, laughing at you, dog. <laughs> I I just, I think that to me, I don't know why this is, because I don't even really fully care, like, I have an undergrad degree, between the three of us. Aaron, I did. You didn't even finish college, right? Tom's college. I barely
0: graduated from a mediocre state school. I mean, I do mean barely. That's <laughs> not even accredited
1: anymore, right? <laughs> well, my, de- my department's not.
2: We got like half a doctor's between us and some
1: shit. <laughs> yeah, and I I have a bachelor's from a state school as well, but like. You know, I think the thing is is I don't even really care that much uh, I mean, I do, I do care Like, obviously, like, we talked about Like, West Virginia University Universities are one of the last bastions Of a kind of safety net State universities, anyways Like, WVU Like, uh, uh, land-grant institutions and stuff Because as you strip away the social safety net You at least give people an opportunity Through the sort of meritocracy Through uh, various uh, means tested measures or whatever to level up to be socially up upward uh, upwardly mobile but like as we see the the attack on the university we're not even having that anymore and the thing is is that the university could be kind of be, be a last bastion of both liberalism as a as a political force but also as a reflection of itself. And, like, of its own missions and goals and aims and everything. Granted, I don't think that, like—I still fundamentally—I brought this point up a few weeks ago. I still fundamentally do not think the Democratic Party is finished by any means. Granted, things can happen very fast, and the whole thing could just collapse. However, at the same time, I see that, like, tons of people still vote for Democrats— I went and saw Barbie. I don't know why I've latched onto the Barbie thing, but when I went and saw Barbie in fucking Norton, Virginia, <laughs> the fucking house was packed. Yeah, Like, that movie made like a billion dollars. People went back and saw it over and over. And over. That movie is liberalism <laughs> distilled. What What if you, trans- you just made me think
2: about something, dog? All right, so if that movie did, like, phenomenally well, right, in 2023, right, like, like, could we use that as a barometer for, like, how many – could we turn out all the people that went to buy Barbie tickets? Can we turn them out to vote for Joe Biden? Should Joe Biden team up with Margot
1: Robbie and Greta Gerwig and, like, go campaigning? <laughs> they will. And like, he could drive a big pink truck. You know? I'm sure they will. That's the thing. Like, this is the pussy hat marches, right, were the biggest, yeah. like, marches in American – they're big biggest protests in, in American history. Like – Numerically, quantitatively, they are still a massive social force in American society. However, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. When you've got, like, democracy, like, them taking, like, sandpaper to democracy and just kind of, like, wearing it down at the edges. Well, and fucking... that's
0: the problem when you're very good at fundraising but don't have any conviction. You know what I right. mean? Like, you can raise monstrous amounts of money and do all this, that, and the third, but you're not, it's not going to avail anything for anybody. <laughs> who
2: who, who was it that said, what Iran, um, Iranian president was it that said, um, or leader that said, America's heroes, right, are, like, you know, these superheroes, right? Like, Batman, and I think you could also extend that to celebrities. Like think you I mean. said Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yo. And it's, like, what you just kind of said, right? Like, 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 like the Democrats are, like, a really good, like, how can I put it, man? Like, a, not not a really good PR firm, not a really good PR firm, but they're all wrapped up in veneer and aesthetics, but they don't have any conviction backed up behind that. They're, like, a Roland emmerich film dog you know what i mean it's a lot of explosions a lot of cool shit going on like on the surface but you sit for two hours and you feel like you've been induced into a coma you know what i mean and you don't galvanize anybody so it's just like with all of these contradictions and all these institutions these hollowed institutions of liberalism sort of like like the the fetters are breaking and being attacked left and right by well by the right like what do you have left you know what i mean like i don't you know you don't even have like you don't even have the the cool shit that to the roland emmerich movie you know what i mean you don't have anything you know
1: yeah i think that well we'll probably look back and we'll see 2022 as like the high point of i don't even know what you would call it maybe like liberalism's last gasp yeah. right like I, and again that's probably very premature but like i'm just saying within the dynamics of biden's presidency that's pretty wild to consider that like they were trying to do some second term shit in his first term in 2022. And by the way, just to make it about me, the fucking well, or about East Kentucky anyways, they rolled out their fucking gym, like the family jewels, like the whole fucking the whole thing that made biodynamics work and make it a viable alternative to like the neoliberal past and everything else. They announced it. I'm pretty I mean I could be wrong maybe I've retconned this but I'm pretty positive they announced it in the context of the flood in eastern Kentucky like the exactly. whole thing was about like this is an example of climate change our white working class is being decimated like we're yeah. gonna fucking actually tackle this now Um, that was the high point everything since then has been a gradual capitulation to cynicism to realism to I mean everything from student loans to israel palestine to everything else it has been a gradual like just you know getting the having the boulder push you back down the mountain (laughs) and and honestly like i'm astonished that that there hasn't been more credence paid to the fact that like we had the pandemic we had these examples of the welfare state actually flexing its muscles and showing that like it can actually intervene in people's lives I think the Biden administration took that and they took the popularity of Bernie and said they're like, oh, we can do this thing called Bidenomics. It'll be good enough. We can patch the ship together with with some tar and shit and get it through the storm. I don't know. You, I think... You know what? I, I don't know.
2: Not that this is conspiratorial or not to say that they are consciously doing this, but it almost seems like... It almost seems like inadvertently, like, it's also like uh, you, like... You really brought up a good point that the... The pandemic and the, the government assistance federal aid really showed people kind of that like hey like uh, the state can do things for people and it's almost like bidenomics is like no it can't no it can't don't get into <laughs> smart ideas like, You know, i mean it's the same thing what we're seeing with this like sort of engineered inflation in response to like in my opinion like increased unionization right over the past couple years, you know, since the pandemic. And it's just, like, at every moment, they're like, you thought a better world was possible? fuck out of here. You crazy? Fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because that that is the thing. Like, people talk about this ideological exhaustion on the left. or Not on the left, in America, in the West. Just Mm -hmm. that, like, they look at the rise of the right, especially in Europe, and they look at the uh, decline of the left, at least social democrats anyways, and they say that like this is an ideological exhaustion the thing is, is like i'm not like a state a statist i'm not like someone who thinks that like you know we need like a Fordist system again where the state is intervening uh forcefully on behalf of like unions that's all good i don't oppose it but i think the point the larger point is it just the pandemic just showed that there are other alternatives yeah like it's it's not that like i think it's I don't think it's like good to run like a military keynesian state that like intervenes everywhere around the world and but provides for people here in America. Like that's also bad. Yeah. I think it just showed that there is another way of existing. Biden tried it and it's crazy to watch it all unravel. If he does get elected it'll be a fucking miracle on his part, yeah. right? Yeah. Because like I yeah. it, the only if it doesn't reason die it'll be a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Like that I too. just I don't I don't know. I, I just uh I'm not trying to, like, um, be premature in any, in any kind of, like, forecasting or anything. I'm just trying to diagnose some actual trends and patterns we've seen just from the last two or three months. That yeah. uh, it seems to me that, like, kind of become sort of distilled and magnified in the crisis at, like, Harvard at UPenn, at the Israel-Palestine thing. Like, all these things are just kind of shot through each other. And I don't know.
2: You know what it's like, man? It's like, you know, I don't want anyone to think that we're making any definitive prescriptions, right? Um, These are just kind of like just armchair projections, but it's kind of like, you know, you can see the contour and the shape of something, you know, from a distance. And it's not until you get closer that it comes into form, you know, as something complete. And I don't know if the last year and the first week of this year is any indication. I mean, I think that All of the sort of contradictions or these known truths, because you were right, Terrence. I don't even know. I guess as a Marxist, you can call them contradictions. Right. But they also just seem to be like things that are very much in the open. Right. That but that the uh, that liberals, that the whole political establishment elite is trying very hard to conceal. Right. And all I got to say is that it really seems like this seems to be like a sort of end game or a prequel to an end game. You know what I mean? Whether it's like um, um, sort of this final project of settler colonialism, you know, whether it's Israel willing to go to world war and the United States backing, you know, whether it's like liberals who are talking about screaming about kids in cages. Right now. Don't give a shit. You know, all of these things. It's just like, yeah, man, I know we've said this before, but um,
1: it's mask off, man. You know, well, That's a, you know, yeah, frame it another way. This is an, this is another way to look yeah. at it. If you have leaders in the Middle East trying to create a new Middle East, which, that's just a fact, there is a photo, a well-known photo, from two weeks before October 7th of BB Netanyahu holding up a map that shows the new Middle East, with Israel in full possession of not only the West Bank and Gaza, but I think the Golan Heights as well. Also, um,
0: that, that map looks like something off Animaniacs, you know? <laughs> You, you know, know
2: I'm talking, talking about they, the, they, the yeah,
0: and pinky like, in <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> the brain ass map.
2: They just it, took like a little flag with a toothpick. On <laughs>
1: it is like that for that to be a reality, there has to be some sort of like global realignment or shake up. Yeah, that yeah. usually has to be mediated by like conflict, by war. It is high idealism to think that like they could just do that and not incur any kind of reaction or counterattack from Hamas, from the mm-hmm. Palestinians. Um, that's
2: a better way to put it a realignment is the better way to put it terrence that's exactly what it is
1: well and and this has reverberations through american political economy and american politics and i mean i don't know i I feel like i'm trying to grasp too many things here because there's a lot of different like items going on there's a lot of like different things in motion uh but like i think that you are correct, Aaron, like uh, some transmutation has to occur on America, like on the American body politic, because like we have these forms that we've inherited from the 20th century, but we just don't know what to do with them. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I don't know. I've been reading. This is com- this is more like a an Aaron Thorpe diatribe, but like I've been reading <laughs> yeah. this fantasy series by Gene Wolfe um, called Book of the New Sun. Oh, gee, well, looks good. Hell yeah! I don't want to like spoil it because this is part of the whole mystification of the book. But like, as you're reading it, you eventually realize that like, this doesn't take place on another planet. This takes place on Earth, well, well into the future, probably about four or five thousand years in the future, and like they've all inherited these defunct technologies from the past, and they're they're all in them. Like they're they're around them at all times but they've applied like prehistoric conceptions to them so that like they they are in a what they call a citadel but they don't realize that that citadel is the ancient husk of like an old spaceship it's almost
2: like they reify like these these like technological items with almost like yeah that's that's I mean it, it just reminds me of like um 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 certain I guess indigenous people like um the what are they called like the cargo the cargo what is it called yo it's like they, they it's like seeing like a cargo ship or some modern piece of technology wash up on shore and not knowing what it is at all right and almost describing like the almost fetishistic qualities to it sorry to cut you off
1: well it's almost it's almost like let me let me think about it it's it's almost like um it's almost like this like we would have all of the forms of a previous life around us that previous life in those technological forms and and even political vehicles shaped the present day, but it was so far in the past we don't even know how to use them anymore. Hmm. Like they, but we still deploy them for current circumstances, and the result is always like deformed and. And weird and violent and usually it blows up in our faces and we we think that that's magical or something like that. <laughs> and so like that's and so that's that's kind of like the the thing. It's like we've inherited the 20th century and its baggage, like the ideologies, the the fealty to ideology, the reverence we have for ideology and like the political forms, like parties and everything. But we don't know how to engage them anymore. Like yeah. they they exist around us like a spaceship that like looks cool and sleek. If only we could realize how to use it, yeah. not realizing that like perhaps the atmosphere and the world around us isn't even amenable to using it anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like it- no,
2: no, man. That's that's that's. I mean, it's like I think I've used this example too. It's just like it's like trying to grow out of this husk of an old world. You know, you know what I mean? Like almost like a crustacean molting. You know? Yeah. And, like, we we haven't, I don't know, we haven't broken out of the show. Yet, well, you know a I mean? <laughs> crustacean
1: molting, it's like, yes, the crustacean still exists and it molts, but, like, there's no water anymore. Everything yeah. is land yeah. now. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You gotta it's gotta like
2: walk, motherfucker. You gotta learn to breathe. <laughs> yeah, you better sprout them <laughs>
0: legs, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the primordial ooze anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It says the trenches, baby. That's a good episode. That's a good episode title. I think that's the,
1: that is the that is the exact point I'm trying to make. The left somehow cannot theorize and con- conceive of new forms, whatever that would be. It, yeah. it, it, it is it is so bogged down and stuck in the baggage of the 20th century that it can't. It still can't quite break out of it. I guess yeah. that's why we're all tailing liberals, right? It's why we're all, like, concerned with their concerns, and we kind of get wrapped up into their hysteria, and not only their hysteria, but their nihilism. And, and it doesn't it all feel so dated,
0: too? Yeah. Like, doesn't liberalism feel like it's from 2007 or something? Like, you know, it's yeah. current conception. It's like It feels like it's just, like coasting on the detritus of like their glory days like around like just right before obama was elected uh-huh it feels,
2: they feel like the first iphone dog that you they really do at, yeah like, bottom draw
1: <laughs> like, you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> well and that's the thing like we get we get we almost get captured in a, in a sense by their idealism and their nihilism like those two yeah. things like their idealism represented in the biodynamics thing but then the flip side inverse of it their nihilism surrounding Israel and Palestine, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we have no way of breaking out of that ourselves. It's like why I hesitate to say this. I do still call for a ceasefire, yes. Like, it needs to end immediately. But at the same time, it's why every time I see one of those Al Qassam videos, I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to to see Israeli (laughs) soldiers blown the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) While they just stand there aloof. like,
0: I... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like Yeah, just something to tide I, me over till y'all get right in the head about this.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, maybe that makes me I don't know. I've never claimed to be uh a pacifist even though I am a coward. Um <laughs> oh, those things are not
2: mutually exclusive, brother. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
1: but uh I don't I don't know, man. These are these are all like very just like loosely floating thoughts in the ether. Um I'm just trying to steal us for what is sure to be a very uh, insanity-inducing year, like destabilizing year. Because as we said earlier, there's these contradictions, but it doesn't feel like they're even trying to conceal them anymore. They're not. It, it seems like the opposite. It, it almost seems like it's like a shotgun blast. Like the point is to destabilize you as much as possible. It's accelerationist almost. It is. That's it's, ex- that's you're it's, that's right. That's
2: what it feels like. It's like, dude, like, you know, like I think people would – I don't want to say characterize us because every time I talk about the left I'm like there's no fucking left right that's part of the reason why this conversation is so troubling right but like not to say there isn't a left but I mean I hope people know what I mean right I know there are people out there but I'm talking about an organized left right one that can actually challenge institutional power right but like ah fuck I even forgot what I was saying but like um yeah man it feels like they're the ones that think that we are either pie in the sky or we're pushing things too fast right Too, too, uh, too hard too fast but it's like no, nah, man. I mean, you guys are the ones that are like saying that the world is fine and everything's okay, and it's on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not to be like, not to be like, <laughs> you exaggerate about it, be hyperbolic, but that's truly
1: what it is. You know. I, you know, it's it's weird. It's like part part of this, and again, I know we're probably like um, wrapping things up pretty soon, but like p- part of it is that. The left has yet to develop a way to thoroughly reject bourgeois society in a way that doesn't get us like immediately written off as insane people because we are, (laughs) you know, because like this is the thing about like Marxism and about the history of Marxism and communism is that like after Marx died, Ingalls writes this thing called the anti-During, and this kind of becomes one of the foundational texts for Marxism in the tw- in the early twentieth century, because Engels basically applies the Marxist critique to all of bourgeois society, including uh, the family, including you know social relations, obviously, but also science, mm-hmm. like, all the things bourgeois society holds dear to itself, and. I guess that you can critique that. Maybe there's some things that are correct and things that are incorrect there. But you can see why he did it, because like you have this thing called modernity, bourgeois society, whatever, with all of its you know all of its features, science and rationalism and categorization, like philosophical real- realism, race, the, yeah. the ideology of race and settler colonialism. Obviously, capitalism. That's the thing that that's the mode of production that oversees all of it. But you have to develop some sort of worldview that comprehensively rejects all of those, but also retains the parts of liberalism that I find myself unable to d- abandon. For example, equality. Uh, yeah, between, freedom you know of speech. I mean? Right, freedom of speech. Uh, <laughs> yeah, b- b- But that's the thing. It's just like that's the thing that makes it hard to get out of the culture war. It's because, like, I believe uh, in liberation for LGBT. Uh, I believe in liberation for, you know, POC, mm-hmm. indigenous uh, sovereign nations and everything else. It's like, how do you cre- how do you develop a framework that includes those things, but also rejects everything bourgeois society has to offer? Yeah. And yeah. builds, a, paints a portrait of, a, of one that is new and is attainable furthermore. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's like, how do you shake up these vestiges? You know, I don't know. I know we're closing out, but you, 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 saying that like we're kind of like chasing liberals in this mode of chasing liberals makes me think that then that means that they're in the mode of chasing the right, you know, and that's yeah. terrifying. You know what I mean? That means like they they like moth to a flame. They just kind of circulate and gravitate around the right. And then uh-huh. and I don't want to say this means that the right has. But I mean, I think we are talking about, again, settler colonialism. We're talking about the West. We're talking about just the entire modern civilization, the way it's been built. Yeah, it has been a fixed point of reaction, you know, yeah. that all of this is revolving around. And we have to break out of that. You know, we have to break
1: out of that sort of oscillation, you know. I think that's exactly right. I think that's why there seems to be so much energy on the right towards yeah. a future project, right? Towards a like a future building project. Mm. Because it seemed like, for a brief moment in the 20th century, that you could actually coexist, you could be in the Western settler colonial state, America, and all of the things that that includes, mm. and at the same time, have all the benefits of liberalism. Yeah. But it, that, obviously, it's a false dream, right? It's a chimera. It's, it's completely, the husk has fallen away. And so I think that that's why it seems like there's so much energy on the right towards, like, a uh, a new political mode, maybe even a new mode of production. Call it, like, yeah. neo-feudalism or whatever. That yeah, that's pretty much about. what they would. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. And so I don't know, man. It's it's. I, I think the left, it, it, it's hard because, like, we are kind of haunted by the failures of the left in general. One of which is Israel. Like, honestly, the way I see it, like, I, I think Israel is one of the premier failures of the left. Right. Mm. It's kind of like a it's kind of like the failure of socialism in one country realized. Yeah, uh, yeah. because it was like socialism in one country at its most idealistic, like hyper self-obsessed, like, uh, uh, vanguard of history. You know what? It it thought it could even. It thought it could even build socialism without being settler colonial. It's like holy
2: shit. You know what? Just to underscore that, why that's such a good point, dog. Like. I saw this post. I know you guys saw it. It Was this IDF general or whatever? And he had his—he's at his desk with his laptop. I saw that. And he says—he says it says um, some some stickers about unions and shit like that. You know what I mean? And then some like like, union proud, union strong, strong. And I think there was like a sticker of like Theodore Herzl too. You know what I mean? So it's just like somebody said, this is this is the uh, this. There's no better indictment of social democracy than this image right here. You know? Yeah. And yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I saw that, too. I was really astonished. It had, like, a <laughs> extra yeah, yeah, droop sticker on it. Dude, that's another, again, like... Let me close now. That's just another... I mean, at that point... I mean, I guess that's a contradiction. I mean, that's just, like... a That's chimeric, yo. That's just something that, even looking at it for too long and trying to process it, I feel like I'm going to have an aneurysm, you know?
1: Well, <laughs> that's that's because, like, you have to also critique and attack the very firmament of society itself i mean because that's the thing about like social democracy right like it it does promise a horizon of comfort liberate maybe even liberation for labor and harnesses labor to do it but like that's only one part of the puzzle you have to completely like rearrange society and create basically create a new form of like governance I mean, I guess call it democracy, even though I'm selling on the I'm selling on the concept, boys. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, boys. I, <laughs> I think I'm
2: gonna I've, for 2024. I've made a resolution to become more authoritarian in all ways, <laughs> in all ways <laughs>
1: possible, to become completely ruthless. You know, I I just think we have to come up with a new word. There's there's got to be a new word and concept to denote like the, with the political basis of. Uh, a new mode of production should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what that would be. I
2: don't know. I got I'll, I'll workshop that with.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this has been pretty far reaching. I'm sorry. I, I, um, uh, went into this without it, you know, just with just a couple of bullet points for the news this week. And this is what I came up with, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I think that like final thoughts, final closing images, uh, I don't know if you've seen those. F- have you guys seen those fucking videos of like the IDF soldiers like doing skits before blowing up entire neighborhoods?
2: Fucking psychotic. That's
1: no. you know. That's that's what. That's the fu- that's the future, my friends. Like I, I, imagine your entire neighborhood, everybody you love, all your friends and family getting blown up and expelled, and then not only that, but. Someone doing a skit about how it's pretty funny. The butt of the I mean, joke. It's so, honestly, it's so fucking grim that I have considered abandoning comedy, and any pretense towards being funny. Like it's so, that is so disgusting. Yeah. That it's like I feel embarrassed even trying to be. Lighthearted and comical. You're right. trying to get a- uh,
0: no, you shouldn't be. They sh- they should abandon it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what it is.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. You know what though? I will say, man. Um, I feel like every now and then, and this happened uh, frequently, I would say, it's like that one IDF soldier who, uh, after uh, in a home where the uh, uh, the residents had been expelled, he wrote on the wall, you know, his wedding date. You know. And then, lo and behold, you know, maybe a few days, week—I don't know—it was reported that he'd been killed in action. So, you know, all I want to say is that—I <laughs> mean, listen, man, good luck. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't know, dog. It's just poetic justice, you know. You wanna, you wanna uh, be openly and um, you know, ostentatiously depraved, and you know, God don't like ugly,
1: you know. Yeah.
2: Strike your ass down.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like closing out 2023 going into 2024 i was like like we were talking about before we recorded aaron i was like yeah mostly based on this conversation i had with a friend back home in new mexico who was just like dude i've seen your tweets i agree mostly with what you're saying but like you've got to chill like you're gonna go insane like this is you you know you you uh Israel's not going to stop. These people are insane. Like you're, it's like you're going to go insane. You just need to chill. You're going to
2: throw yourself in the padded wagon.
3: Yeah.
1: And I was like, man, have I really made an ass out of myself? And I felt really embarrassed. And like I was looking at my tweets, and I was like, I guess I was kind of cloying and uh, hysterical. But then I was like, well, I guess at the very least, I didn't get on there and say like, um, you know, we should turn Gaza into a national park, right? It's like.
0: it's it's, yeah consider who's you know yeah yeah it's just like
1: man there is no shortage of people out there saying the most genocidal things you can imagine people out there excusing the death of twelve thousand children you know what i'm saying
2: yeah and it's just like it felt it almost feels like it was a switch was flipped i think that's that was the most kind of just jarring thing about it is that uh I didn't know that there were many. There were so many uh, people walking around surreptitiously in uh, inside-out skin suits. Man, mm-hmm.
1: I had no idea. <laughs> I had no same, idea. Same. Same here, man. And I, I think that that's the, uh, that's the thing. Like reading Claudine Gay's statement, it's like, I should have more forcefully said that. Um, what did she say? That like, her boss is a terrorist organization who wants to uh, kill all Jews. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> You're at least I'm not in the trap. <laughs> that, person's in, that person's still in the trap. <laughs> that yeah. person is still in the trap. <laughs> That's so true. So, uh, you can tell yourself
0: grow that. your legs, people.
2: Yeah. yeah. Steal yourselves and uh don't uh don't
1: wear the suit, man, and don't uh don't get caught in the trap. Yeah. Um all right, well thanks for listening this week friends. You can go check out the Patreon slash. Billy workers party please go support us over there and uh we would like to see you over there we've got all kinds of good content um the last patreon episode was a tour de force featuring john and beth dutton (laughs) stars we landed them we got them on the show that's how big the patreon's gotten we got john and beth dutton on the show so go check it out (laughs) um so all right Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next time over at the Patreon this weekend. Peace out. Bye. See ya.
3: Great detail on, uh, on this bombing. Uh, certainly our, uh, our hearts go out to all the innocent victims. Uh, and their family members who are obviously their lives are going to be forever changed by this. Uh, I basically don't have any great detail on who was responsible but can you rule out that Israel had anything to do with this? I, I would, I'm not going to speak for another nation. that this was the Soleimani anniversary, Uh, did you have any intelligence that something was being planned for this day? We certainly had uh, no indications that there would be some sort of violence surrounding uh, the anniversary of his death.
0: Uh, Just to follow up on uh, the the Lebanon issue, is there any concern that that particular strike might uh, expand the conflict regionally? Well, I
3: would just say, Trevor, uh, everything that we've done, in fact, the laydown I just offered of the force posture changes that the president has ordered in the region has been designed to prevent an escalation or widening or deepening of this conflict. Um, a- as we've said before, we don't want to see it widen beyond Israel and Hamas. And again, we're going to keep working with partners in the region to prevent that John, thanks so much. Is it the White House's view that the elimination of Hamas is an attainable goal? What we've said before is, well, first of all, the Israelis should speak to their military goals. Uh, We have said that we absolutely believe they have the right and responsibility to eliminate the threat that Hamas poses to the Israeli people. Now, they have said for themselves, Peter, that the way they're going about that is really targeting infrastructure. It is not that unusual Uh, or different approach than we took ourselves in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, going after the leadership network. Now you can certainly significantly degrade a terrorist organization's ability to operate, train, uh, and conduct attacks by going after its leadership. You are probably not going to eliminate the ideology which underpins that group.